feel it, you know it. Deep Raw Productions. Sports Talk with D-Raw. What's up, people? It's your boy D-Raw, and I'm coming to you with another episode of STWD. And you already know how this go. Um, first, I want to go ahead and let y'all know if y'all want to tap in, if y'all got any comments or you got any responses, uh, hit us at this number, 281 4727-281-909-4727. First, let's go ahead and get into the MLB, man, because there's been so many crazy trades over the uh, past weekend, you know, after the trade deadline has passed. And first, of course, I got to talk about my local team. I got to talk about the Astros. The Astros had acquired Kendall Graveman and Rafael Montero from the Mariners for a third baseman, Abraham Toro. And a right-hand pitcher, Joe Smith. Joe Smith was already out there stinking it up. So, I'm kind of happy that he's gone. I mean, I thought Smith had a lot of potential, you know, uh, with his arm and the heat that he had behind that. But, unfortunately, uh, he he didn't make it. So, with that being said, the Astros also acquired another relief pitcher in Yimmy Garcia from the Marlins. And that was a good trade as well. That was going to boost the Astros bullpen because when I get into the Yankees, and when I talk, when I'm talking Yankees, the Yankees, man, they they acquired some some sluggers, and um, it's looking real bad out there for the Astros. At first, I honestly thought that the Astros was probably still going to be favored at the end to go to the uh, World Series, but now when the playoff starts, man, I, I just don't know. Uh, I think. I think the the landscape of baseball has really shifted towards the Yankees. Even though their pitching didn't really improve a whole lot, um, I just think to get through that lineup of hitters that they got and that they already had, you know, adding Joey Gallo to their outfield, and they threw in a little left-handed pitcher, you know, to add to the Yankees too, Joey Rodriguez. But I think that Joey Gallo is a great um acquired for them and then when they added Anthony Rizzo from the Cubs I was just done but at the same time it just seemed like you know the Cubs just giving up everybody but um the Red Sox got a whole lot better too they got Kyle Schwarber the Dodgers they had got Danny Duffy in the in they uh pitching department um they also had picked up uh, Max Scherzer so Thinking about the Dodgers, you know, just in that, um, in the, in the NL, I think they're going to be back where they, where they was last year competing for another title. Oh, and I forgot to mention that the Astros did, uh, pick up Phil Matson, but they gave up Miles Straw. And when they gave up Miles Straw, honestly, man, I, I thought that kind of hurt the team a little bit because Miles Straw was one of the fastest players in, in baseball and, uh, to be honest, the dude has stole 17 bases uh, 
on 22 tries this season. So you're talking about somebody that can go get you a base, and, and when it's time to go get it, he was always there. Matter of fact, I remember him doing it in the playoffs uh, last, I think it was last season, he had stole, stole a base. I mean, dude rounded like three bases in, in a small amount of time. So that's someone that the Astros really depended on. But it was some other good players that moved around the league. I mean, like Jake Marisnik, he he got acquired by the Padres. And if you know the Astros, Jake Marisnik was a pretty good outfielder. So just moving on, you know, thinking about all the players that just shifted in baseball that went from one place to another and teams that got a whole lot better uh, in the blink of an eye is crazy. So I'm really wondering what's going to happen in baseball. Uh, this, uh, I mean, in this uh, playoff season, and who's going to be dominant and who's not, and who's going to step up and who isn't, because it's going to get real interesting. Now, I forgot to mention the Blue Jays even got better. What they got? They got Jose Barrios from the Twins. So some of the teams that is actually selling is pretty interesting to me. And some of the teams that's actually buying is pretty interesting to me as well. And, and we already know the Mets was already doing good. They went and got a shortstop out of Javier Baez. So it was like, wow, bro. Like, they just added all that to their lineup. And then the Giants was already leading in the NL. And uh, they got Chris Bryant. So you just think, like, man, it's about to get real, real spicy. Real, real spicy. But... From that on, from that point on, I'm gonna go ahead and move on from baseball, and I actually got to talk about the Texans, of course, because who doesn't love the Texans, you know? So, you know, Randall Cobb, he uh, finally got his little trade and things like that. I know it happened a couple of days ago, but um, also I wanted to mention just the fact that Randall Cobb even compared the. Texans to being in jail and comparing them to them being a startup company and the Packers being a, five, a Fortune 500 company. I'm like, wow, like, is the Texans really that bad? So, you know, the media, they're always going to make it seem like he just down-talked the Texans, but he actually said some good things. He actually said that he likes what they're doing back here in Houston. He, you know, he thinks that a lot of things that uh, are changing are changing for the better. And that the Texans actually got a nice plan in in place. So maybe, maybe the Texans are going in the right direction. But at the same time, it's like it's funny how you just contradicted everything you just said, and then you're gonna compare them to a startup franchise. So I mean, Texans have been around for almost 20 years. I don't I don't call them a startup. I mean, they had some success, not the success that should be had, but hey, it happened. Um, and then. Also, to stay on the Randall Cobb topic, Randall Cobb actually just got his uh, contract um, redid. So instead of making that four million and something out of that five point two five million salary, they just turned all of that into a signing bonus. So now he's not getting paid so much over the you know year after year. Um, and they basically brought his cap down to $2.6 million, you know, and the year actually voids the 2023 season for him. So, with all that being said, I thought that Nick Casario was a magician 
in the GM department, but um, yet he signed him to that crazy ass deal. Or I can't even remember if it was him or Bill O'Brien, but whoever was there, even Casario being there, it's ridiculous that you know Kyle actually go to the Packers and he actually restructure his deal, and then he seems like a much better player uh, on paper with that money. So hey. Congrats to the Packers and congrats to Aaron Rodgers because he finally got his guy, right? Um, moving on from that, I don't know if you heard, but um, Warren Moon has said he wants to talk with Deshaun Watson and he said that he can help him. So my question is, do you think Warren Moon could even possibly um, keep Deshaun Watson in Houston because... If he got the gift of gab like that and, you know, him being in Houston and playing for the Oilers for all those years, he might just be able to get him focused and concentrated and see how much uh, the fans really love him being in Houston. But uh, I don't know if that's possible at this point after what the owner of the Texans have done in McNair and what the Easterby guys over there doing uh, when he got everybody worshiping God, but not focusing on football and stuff. Not against that or anything, but uh, sometimes it's just time to play football and it's time to crack heads, right? So uh, some of that stuff got to change. And Easterby got to get out of there, as we've been saying for the longest. And I don't think Deshaun will ever change his mind until they get Easterby out of there because even Andre Johnson said he has to go. Um, also, speaking on Watson, I was thinking, why is it that Rodgers can demand whatever he wants to demand. And I know Rodgers been in the league for like, what, 16 years or something now? Uh, but it's like, man, he basically told them he's not playing unless you give me this player. And this guy is Randall Cobb. And Randall Cobb ain't no elite receiver no more. And But they went and got him. They did whatever Aaron Rodgers commanded. And it got done. So my thing is, why can't Deshaun do the same thing? Why doesn't Deshaun have the same power as Aaron Rodgers? I think all the quarterbacks, uh, especially good quarterbacks, should have that power to demand who should be on a roster and who shouldn't be on a roster, you know? I mean, it's only fair, right? I mean, I'm just thinking. So, also, to stick to the NFL, if you haven't heard, Carson Wentz is hurt. He's going to be out for a couple weeks uh, from the beginning of the start of the season. And you have to wonder, how is that going to shape the Indianapolis Colts at the beginning of their season? And where will the Colts actually go from there? I mean, hell, who is really going to be the backup at this point? And, dude, you don't even know how long he's going to be out. Five to 12 weeks. It has me questioning, is Carson Wentz actually a bust now? Because he can't stay healthy, he can't stay upright. What is the future of Carson Wentz's career? I mean, he got mad when uh, Jalen Hurts beat him out, and then he moves to another team, and now he can't stay upright on his two feet. So I have to say that the future of Carson Wentz might actually be a rebound quarterback. He might actually be on the bench uh, moving forward in his career, and then he might get a resurgence somewhere else uh, later down the line. But 
until then, I just don't know what to say about him. And then, oh, for all you Cowboys fans, your boy Dak Prescott, he got a shoulder injury. And you have to wonder if uh, that's going to be something that's very lingering for him throughout this season. And hopefully, I really hope that Dak can get healthy and go out there and prove himself. You know, actually, he, after he finally got that big contract that he's been looking for. So, man, if you've seen that injury last season when when he got tackled uh, against that game in the Giants and he went down, and I was at that game, uh, bro, that, that was just horrendous for him and his career. Honestly, I never thought that he would ever be the same. So I'm glad that he even had a speedy recovery to get to where he's at. But I'm hoping that he beat the shoulder the shoulder uh, injury that's lingering right now and that he has a successful season this year. Um, moving on from the NFL, now we got to talk the NBA free agency. This is the best discussion of them all because this is the most overpaid free agency period ever. I mean... I didn't seen so many suckers get overpaid in this free agency. It's ridiculous. I mean, we got to look at it. Like, how old is Chris Paul? Chris Paul is like, what, 35 or something? 36? He got a four-year deal for $120 million. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he did take the Suns to the finals, but four years, $120 million is pretty ridiculous. He's going to be untradeable in a little bit because... Unfortunately, Chris Paul, he probably only got maybe two more seasons in him. And I don't think he's going to play four years, uh, four more years at a high level. He's just not. I mean, his he haven't been at the same level hell, since the first year. He was with the Rockets back in, what, 2018. So, I don't really see Chris Paul uh, finishing that four years, $120 million. I hope he does, but let's be realistic, people. And then... My most, the biggest disappointment disappointment is Kyle Lowry is not worth the same as Chris Paul. So if Chris Paul get four years one twenty, how the hell does Kyle Lowry get three years ninety million? Kyle Lowry is good, but he's not thirty million a year good. And I mean, point the point is proving it. You know, proof is in the pudding, man. Like. But, hey, I guess everybody getting overpaid this year. Hell, Evan Fournier, he cool, but $78 million off of four years. And Tim Hardaway Jr., four years, $74 million. I mean, let's be realistic, people. So, this is the big, the big uh, question that I got for the Rockets. Why didn't we just re-sign Kelly Olenek for the three years, $37 million? I mean, he could shoot, he can rebound. He might not be the best defender, but he can do those things. Instead of signing Daniel Tice for four years and a uh, signing trade for $36 million. Now, we did save a little money. Daniel Tice might be pretty much the same as Kelly Olenek. I mean, Kelly Olenek did pretty much uh, mentor Daniel Tice, right? So, Daniel Tice can't shoot the three from the corner and things like that. So, he might be, he might be a nice little downgrade for a cheaper but at the same time he might be kind of upgrade on the defensive side so that's something pretty interesting um to me and also you know um you know 
the Rockets got David and Waba, so that's good for them. They needed another uh, solid defender in there, uh, and they only got him for $15 million on three years, so that's a steal right there. Now, uh, one of the surprises that I did find in the free agency so far is P.J. Tucker actually went to Miami for two years and $15 million. Now, the money's cool. He deserve it. He probably deserve a little bit more, but then you think about it, all he really do is play defense. He, he you know, is very inconsistent with that corner three, and he got to be wide open to hit that. But uh, I thought he would have stayed with Milwaukee because, you know, they just won a championship, so he was one of the pieces of, and you know, one of the reasons why. So I don't see why he didn't stay there unless they just didn't want him. But, hey, I guess he came up on that uh, that ring, though, right? Then Jeff Green. Jeff Green got another contract. Shit, Jeff Green, like, 42 years old. <laughs> and he got two years, bro. Like, two years, five, uh, two years, 10 mil, five, year, five million a year. So, I mean, I guess you got to respect that. I mean, he had a couple of decent seasons and stuff like that. But in the latter part of his career, but I don't know, bro. 10, 10, 10 million, two years. I don't think he going to finish that. I hope he finished this season. Um, you know what's real interesting? Dwight Howard re-signed with the Lakers. Who would have ever thought Dwight would go back to the Lakers? I mean, after how the L.A. fans didn't like him, how they talked down on him and Everything else under the sun. He actually signed with the Lakers again. Dwight Howard is one interesting person. And for him to do that, hey, I guess thumbs up to him, right? Then Alex Caruso got paid $37 million to go to Chicago for four years. And I guess he'll be behind Lonzo Ball because Lonzo Ball just got traded to Chicago too. So right now, let me see. Chicago got a lot of guards, but who do they have in the front court? Besides um, Vucevic, um, interesting team, but I know they're trying to compete, but I just think they should probably pull in some different kind of pieces out there. But I think Ball will be a nice addition for them, just a, you know, a solid point guard. He can, he can defend well and things like that. So things are probably starting to maybe turn to a new clock in Chicago. Um... But, hey, it's still early. The free agency market is still changing as I speak. Things are still, you know, uh, going left and right with the trade market. And you know what? For the money that's getting paid to some of these players, I don't understand why the Rockets don't trade Eric Gordon. Because the players that's making this money right now, Eric Gordon contract is cheaper, and he's a lot better of a player. Now, health-wise, well, even health-wise, I mean, he's probably better than some of these players. And um, I just think that will be the right move for the Rockets to go ahead and get them out of here, especially right now because a lot of these teams are hungry and trying to compete. Another thing, the Lakers, they just signed Trevor Ariza, so I guess everybody that's from L.A. is just trying to go play for the Lakers at this point. I guess it's their dream job. Oh, I want to play for the Lakers. Uh, uh, Trevor Reza is like old as hell too, but I guess they all kind of ring chasing, you know, even 
even though Ariza got a ring with Kobe, you know, back in like what two thousand nine or ten or whatever. But hey, he might not even had a ring anymore. He probably sold it. Who knows? So with that being said, man, um, it's gonna be a really heated free agency market. You know, uh, Kawhi Leonard said that he's not signing on day one. So, who knows? Kawhi might up and leave, you know, depending on what the Lakers might continue to acquire or, or anybody else in the West might acquire. Kawhi might jump jump ship and go somewhere else. So, people just keep on paying attention to what they're doing in the NBA and seeing where all of these things go because we don't know who's going to be competing and who's not next season. But guess what? I got my Rockets in, in the top eight, so they're going to be in the playoffs. Best to believe that. Also, I got to give congratulations to the USA team's men uh, soccer team for winning gold. I never thought that they would do it out of all the teams that, you know, play in Europe and all these players that come from Europe. I'm surprised that the USA could even put something so great together. So I got to give them, I got to give them a clap on that. Um, also, Simone Biles, Simone Biles has said that she will be competing. She will be competing on the balance beam. So after all this talk about her being, uh, you know, not being able to concentrate on the floor exercises and her making a point and things like that, now she's decided that she's going to go back out there and compete. Well, I'm happy that she's doing it because I said I didn't want her to just go out and not compete at all. Um, so it'll be her and Sonny Lee competing for Team U.S. in the individual finals. And I know Simone Biles is going to do great. And uh, I know she's going to prove her point. And I think this is the best way to prove it because you now show that you you have uh, had rest and regain. And you can go out there and compete at a high level and get you a gold medal. And that's what I'm talking about, Simone. That's how you do it. Knock them out. I'm really interested in... The women's 200-meter race. You know, uh, we got Gabrielle Thomas for us representing in the USA. But in that race, you also got Elaine Thompson-Hara, where she just, just you know, obliterated the 100-meter the race, uh, I think, what, earlier last week or whatever. And she broke the record, so she'll be in that race. And then you got Shelly Ann Fraser-Price, she'll be in that race. So you have to wonder... Can Gabrielle Thomas at least get second? I at least, I at least need to see her get silver, not bronze. I watched her uh, run a couple times, and I was questioning her effort. And sometimes I think she was just, you know, floating right in the right place so she can just qualify. So um, the fastest time that she's ran so far is 22 uh, zero 01, and hopefully she can get down into like the low 21. Something like that because uh, Elaine Thompson ran a twenty-one six-six in the semifinal, and she won uh, in the semifinal. So, come on, USA! I've been real disappointed uh, so far in our track, but uh, we we'll see what happens on the men's side in track. I mean, so far I've been looking okay. The swimming, hey, the men's swimming been on point this season. Uh, well, this Olympic season, give it up to them. That's another clap for them. Um, hey, everything looking good on our end, though. 
still right now china has the most goals with 29 the usa has 22 and japan has 17. uh us leads with silver with 25 and 17 for bronze where well, they tied for bronze with russia so they both have 17 but the us has the most medals at 64 china has 62 and russia has 50. it's always the same big dogs at the top so hopefully the us can you know Win it all and, and show them that we the real champions. That's how we do. But, hey, it's been another episode of STWD. It's your boy D-Raw. And then, like I said, if you got any questions, comments, or concerns, or responses, hit us up at 281-909-4727. 281-909-4727. Hey, everybody. Don't forget to subscribe to the IG STWD live or follow my page on Facebook STWD live all the content is there you can catch us live there thank you for listening and catch y'all later on this week